0: Every time you're planning your content, every time you're posting something, focus on your why and focus on your who. Do ask yourself, what is the ROI you get from your effort? The question is, are you showcasing your expertise? Focus on your goals, focus on your target audience. That's what's important.
1: In Simple words, it's also karma that we are talking about, right? What you do will always come back to you. You know, the way you can get your reputation in order is by doing some social good. Brands who have done social good will always hold a soft corner in our, in our minds. And I think that's critical and important. Remember to also be careful when it comes to the usage of social media, because in social media, what is out there can never be taken back.
0: The Stars of Learning Podcast,
1: where your host, Jyoti G, exposed the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now over to your host, Jyoti G.
2: Hello everyone, hearty welcome to season two of Stars of Learning Podcast. And my name is Jyoti G, and I'm your host for the show, and each fortnight. I interview the thought leaders in the learning industry who will share their best practices of learning. We will also discuss challenges, solutions, latest trends, tools, technology, leadership and their journey in the learning field. So friends, as usual, I'm thrilled for this episode as you will agree that social media is just a platform. Twitter is very simple to broadcast. Facebook is personal. Instagram is for young and trendy, and LinkedIn is for business professional. YouTube, Pinterest, Snapchat, whatnot—all these platforms are used to network and communicate. Online is old news. Online in social media is today's news. So. What is interesting is the power and the impact of social media and we need to be cognizant and try to use social media in a good way with right content and embrace it to the best to build brand for yourself as an expert and social media can give you that power. And I'm sure you have gained more insight in my earlier episode where I have discussed uh, with the same guest Benita Bhatia Dua and Deepa Jairaman on why social media, how to discover business ideas, organization strategy, to train staff, delighting customers, and most importantly, how to monetize and leverage social media crisis. So friends, our conversation continues in this part two episode we will deep dive with Benita Bhatia Dua and Deepa Jai Raman to reveal their secret sauce and what has made them unique and how they have transformed their journey by creating values through social media as well as some challenges benefits and making profit with social media so guys if you have hopped into my show for the first time Please hit the button subscribe so you don't miss the future episode. Also make sure you listen to my previous episode number 29 which is, is a part 1 where we have discussed nuances of social media with Benita Bhatia Dua and Deepa Jairaman who are the authors of the book Profit with Social Media. And I'm sure you will enjoy the conversation, uh, the kind of interactions we have lined up. So put your gears on. And without any further delay, let me welcome my guests, Benita Bhatia Dua and Deepa Jairaman. Once again, a warm welcome to Stars of Learning Podcast. And I'm so thrilled that you are joining me today, ladies. So, so uh, let's discuss about the book, you know, The profit with Social Media. Now, let's deep dive. And when I go through this book, I saw, uh, you know, uh, you brought social media as a critical component and it all depends on making a right move. And what I like about it is, you know, it has a three concepts there, right? Dream it, believe it, and achieve it. And the last segment with this, uh, it's freaky, right? In modern times, we call this the law of reciprocity, zigzag lab the late and great motivational speaker summed it up well when he said you will get all you want in life if you help other people get what they want and you also say Merlo fulfills her social responsibility through social media can you explain that for my listeners deeper you want to
1: take that Um, Absolutely. I think uh, what you're saying is so true, Jyoti, because it is not just the law of reciprocity. I think it's in, in, in simple words, it's also karma that we are talking about, right? What you do will always come back to you. And while we say that for individuals, I think that's the same thing that holds true for organizations as well. When in crisis is when a company does realize that, you know, the way you can get your reputation in order is by doing some social good. So don't wait for crisis to happen to start doing social good. But if you've been doing some good things all along in your way, there is always a chance that people will give you that leeway and say, Oh, they are good people. Oh, that brand is good. It's done many things. TK, if there is one problem that's happened, there is a way to, you know, pardon them for that and move on. But that way, you know, that, that generosity to pardon a brand that when it goes through a problem, can happen only when the brand has done a large amount of social good. So it's important that social responsibility becomes a huge part of every brand. And please again, do that using social media. Let's face it, you know, this time during COVID crisis, so many people have contributed, right? Each one of us have contributed so much for the cause and all of that. And how did we know about all this? We all knew about all this simply through social media. We got to know that here was one um, family stuck somewhere or here is somebody who's doing some social good. Let's try and help them so that they are able to better their work. So in a way... Social actually presents you, and I'm not just talking donations, and I'm not just talking where there are platforms which is just collating money. I'm talking about the fact that brands have done so much more. They have gone out and helped people stuck standard They have helped with ventilators. They have helped with masks. They have helped police staff take a break. They have helped with going into hospitals and providing mass sanitizers, so many midday meals. Uh, so many times, all these migrant workers who are displaced. What are you doing about them? Building shelters for them. So all the brands who have done social good will always hold a soft corner in our in our minds. And I think that's critical and important. And even in the book, you will see how Merlo does her social responsibility. She realizes that cleaning the ocean bed that I was telling you about is, 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 is very critical because it's not just natural uh, product but a lot of plastic wastage that we humans are throwing into the uh, into the waters right there is so much of fishing nets and so much of debris that gets collected in in the ocean that just leads to marine life going through problems she takes it as her own own problem and she sorts it out she doesn't wait for us to say you know oh it's not my problem it's the government problem but what is the company doing how are they helping So, you know, and every small contribution, every goodwill that we end up doing at the end of the day will all sum up and it will all come back to helping us. And that's why I said it's karma. Doing well will always make sure that you somebody does good for you. And Merlo actually fulfills her social responsibility using social media and helping people come out of a a large issue like water pollution. Hmm. So, yeah. I think social media, each one of us use it as an opportunity to do good for somebody else and it will come back to help you someday.
2: Definitely. We have to be mindful of the karma. So so my next question to Benita. Benita, this question uh, to you because you've worked with a few corporates and you have not been a consultant. What tips can you share to our listeners from the HR and L&D strategy? I
0: think, most of the uh, HR and L&D fraternity is proactively using social media. There are very few, almost a handful, who have said that they don't use social media. One, of course, I would encourage them to use social media in a strategic manner. Yes, you're using it, but I will uh, sort of redirect your focus onto the strategic part of it. Like I shared the model before, the six wives and one husband. Even amongst them, I think every time you're planning your content, every time you're posting something, focus on your why and focus on your who. Hmm. I'm seeing way too many trainers posting about their training within the learning and development fraternity Hmm. within other trainers. And sometimes I look at it and wonder, all right, yes, it got you maybe a pat in the back. Maybe it was a cursory. I don't want to be rude to you sort of a pat on the back. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, did you really accomplish anything? Mm -hmm. And I'm not condescending anyone here. My intention is not to put anyone down. I'm simply drawing attention to this. And if the answer is, yes, I got some value out of it, by all means, continue. Mm -hmm. But do ask yourself, what is the ROI you get from your effort? If you don't focus on your goal Mm -hmm. which is the why Mm -hmm. and you don't focus on your target audience which is your who Mm -hmm. a lot of your activities will go down the drain you have spent a lot of time on social media and you'll have nothing to show Mm -hmm. for it I'm seeing lots and lots of good trainers who say hey I did this program I got great feedback and yet there's no further business out of it Mm -hmm. the question is are you showcasing your expertise Mm -hmm. so many trainers are for example putting up a post on conducted training for xyz company and then they'll have like 20 pictures to put along with that post Mm -hmm. are you really showcasing your expertise? on the other hand what should you do so you could probably say i conducted this program on um, using social media for the hr particularly for recruiters here are the three pieces of advice i gave them That's how I showcase my expertise, right? I project my knowledge or I engage in a discussion. I go to a social media forum, not just limited to a LinkedIn where I post, but I go to a LinkedIn group and I hold a discussion. Either I initiate it or I participate in that discussion. That's a better way of leveraging your social media than simply posting about, hey, I conducted this training or hey, I managed to recruit X number of people. So, showcase your expertise, reject your knowledge. That's what's important. Focus on your goals, focus on your target audience. That's what's important.
2: Sure. Interesting one, Benita. Uh, Deepa, is there anything else you would like to add that will be of value to my business?
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, this was one thing which is critical and important for us to all look at. While, you know, for the past one hour, we've been talking to you about the good in social media. Remember to also be careful when it comes to the usage of social media. One has to be extra, extra, extra careful these days in terms of what you're putting out. And I'm purely talking not just for brands, but also for individuals. At the end of the day, it's critical that we are all cognizant and aware that while it's all good there, you want to communicate, you want to tell brands about the good thing you're doing, you want to engage with community, do not put out anything. Because in social media, what is out there can never be taken back. So please be extra sure. Like, you know, a lot of times we see somebody criticizing your product or your brand and you want to say what's wrong with you that's not possible that's not what i stand for and i've done so much xyz but if you have it's like you know uh, the arrow that's actually left you know your uh, your your armor there's no way you're going to put it pull it back again so be extra careful while you're communicating and that's my only piece of advice to people so it's good to communicate good to be out there engage use a huge level of checks and balances before you put out anything. And that's why, you know, never give your social media, uh, access to just restrict it to one person or one team. Always have somebody from the outside taking a look at what's going out because somebody would have a different view to give you, which could, which could help in, you know, averting a huge crisis or an issue that could come to a brand. So be careful about what, what you want to post.
2: Yeah, true. Very insightful uh, note of Deepa. Since uh, uh, Benita, you have helped many ventures in consulting. How do you see talent strategy in 2020 or learning trends uh, for this year?
0: So uh, this was a question I answered uh, back in 2019. And I don't see, despite Corona, I don't see too much change in what I had predicted back then. Uh, Which is to say that learning is going to be far more individualized, personalized, uh, customized to an individual's learning needs. And I think all the more relevant now in times of Corona, where each individual, while continuing to work as part of teams, Mm -hmm. has suddenly found his own footing or is at least looking for. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, from a recruitment perspective, One of the things that I've been uh, talking about is that there was this time where if you were fired from a job, it typically meant you weren't good at your job. You were looked down upon if you got fired. Things have changed. Times were tough back in 2019. It's getting tougher in 2020. So I do believe that layoffs will happen. But at the same time, I also believe that more recruitment is around the corner because End of the day, we still need people to service uh, our clients. However, the skill set that we hire for would change. If I may take learning and development as an example, I do believe training in soft skills is going to come down drastically for the year 2020 because businesses are going to try and cut fat. Mm -hmm. They want to first focus on stabilizing their business, continuing where they are. Business continuity has become This critical, critical term that I'm hearing every single business talk about. So that's where the thrust is going to be. In that sense, we need to look at our skill sets and see how to shape ourselves. I will give you two terms here. One is upskill yourself. I think we all know what that means. If you're good at something, get better at it. Mm The other is to parallel skill yourself. What that means is to learn newer skills that aren't particularly related to what you already know. Hmm. To give you an example of myself, I was very good at training. I was good at standing in front of people and adding value. Hmm. But I parallel skilled myself in social media. And then I married the two skills and created this niche for myself. So parallel skilling yourself is going to be very critical in that sense the role social media plays one you get to look at what are people seeking what is going to be the need and predict the need that's a few months down the line not what's needed today suddenly everybody was hearing about masks and everybody started producing masks today there are so many masks we don't know where to put them so don't do that don't forget the need of today look at what's the need in the short term going to be and what's the need in the long term going to be and skill yourself for that need mm, interesting. so that's that's the learning and uh, recruitment trend for 2020 that i'm typically sure,
2: sure and do you also want to share what venla skills is doing
0: so at venla skills uh We've evolved from being a training company to training in social media. We were one of the top names in the country when it came to social media training. We went on to expand that to becoming a consulting firm where we help businesses use social media, leverage social media from a profitable standpoint where measurable ROI is visible and sometimes it's also about deepening your roots, right? In a in a crisis like we are facing today, the deeper roots you have of your business, the more likely you are to hold on for longer. So that's what we are helping businesses do. We are also helping C-Suits uh, to showcase their thought leadership and to continue leveraging the, the influencer value that they hold. So that's something we are doing. We are also reinventing ourselves. We are also evolving in the current times. We are looking at helping even smaller businesses, something that we did not look at earlier. We're now looking at helping startups and smaller businesses also. And this has less to do with profitability and more to do with creating that support system, ecosystem for smaller businesses so that they can thrive for a longer Mm -hmm. period of
2: time. Sure. And last question is for Deepa. Deepa, as you're holding the title of 40 under 40, best communication professional, and you're also focusing on building reputation for business, right? So given the current scenario, is your book
1: still relevant for the audience? Oh, absolutely. In fact, now more than ever, I think there is a lot of focus that everyone, brands, companies, individuals, are putting on connecting with people over social media let's face it you know we're all stuck at home there is very less interactions for us Uh, even the media that used to earlier come to us in terms of newspapers and and periodicals have stopped now so i think a lot of us are now focused on using digital and a lot of us are now going to rely on social media as literally the critical most important tool to A, brand build and B, make sure that you're out there trying to communicate your messages. And reputation in today's day and age is actually built on the social space. All of us, before we go anywhere, we would do a quick check on Google, right? We want to check reviews, we want to see what the other person is known for. Are there negative reviews about a person or a thing that we are going to buy? So I think now online reputation is becoming even more critical. So for me, at a time like Mm -hmm. this, the book is even more important, even more relevant, because if you are going to go out there, make sure you're doing all the right things, you know, make sure that you are Mm -hmm. communicating right, doing it at the right time, the right frequency, the tonality of your messages, what you want to Talk about all of these things will become critical in managing and building a reputation. So more than ever now is the time to go learn digital, go focus in words, learn social media, and be out there.
2: Wow, I think uh, that was a brilliant uh, insight, uh, Deepa, and we have definitely got a fair understanding and great nuggets on profit with social media with both the authors has been brilliant with all different nuggets from each of you so I'm really glad that you know uh, having this uh, conversation so Venita and Deepa we have just wrapped up the episode part and I have lined up few powerful questions to unveil for my listeners to engage empower and enlighten
0: and that's the mission of my podcast too. Superb. I love your three words engaging, enlightening, and empowering. Beautiful. Are you excited for this rapid round? Absolutely. Uh, We both need to answer. We both need to. Okay, that was going to be my question. Great. Happy to do that. Super
1: excited. (laughs) Let's go for it.
2: Okay, so to begin, uh, Deepa, according to you, what is your star moment?
1: Star moment. Well, actually, I think all of us have had multiple star moments, but I must tell you one which happened very recently in my life. And uh, in fact, that's very uh, uh, relevant to what we are talking about, which is social media just before the lockdown, I got an opportunity to uh, actually meet the Prime Minister, Prime Minister Modi. And he was talking in one of this economic Times session, uh, which was organized. And I was uh, I was one of the key uh, people over there in the in the organizing team. And then I got a chance to speak to him. And then I also told him that, you know, we have written a book around social media. And, you know, uh, the entire focus is how people need to use this effectively. And he looked at me and told me, you know, especially in a fantastic hindi that he speaks you know he, he said you know <laughs> and then he took yeah. my book from you know he took my book and then he said <laughs> and then he left so i was like oh it's so it's so heartening to see that you know your prime minister is actually somebody who believes in social media and is an advocate yeah. for social media so to me it was one of my one of my star moments true, true.
2: Over to
1: you, Venita. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to put my modesty aside and
0: take this moment to talk about my uh, book unveiling at Harvard University. It has been the star moment of my life. The book is as precious to me as my baby and having it unveiled by the hands of uh, the stalwarts in the industry. So in my panel discussion, a uh, part of the panel was the head of Twitter's social media team, the head of Tencent's um, social media team, the a professor from Harvard University. So they were really these stalwarts who've unveiled my book and that has been so, so precious. And then the highlight of it came when uh, I was informed that the book will now hold pace of pride at Harvard Library. I think there are very, very few authors Uh, of Indian origin who can claim that kind of a privilege. And I am so, so blessed to be able to have that moment in my life.
2: My next question, what inspires you to do
0: everything that you do today? Okay, so what inspires me? Uh, Deepa often says that I'm like this mama hen. And um, in some ways, I can see why she would say that. I like to make sure that I take care of people. That is what drives me. Being able to care, being able to do something for people is a huge kick for me. And in that sense, I have livelihoods that are dependent on the business that I run. uh, While not directly dependent on me because I do put the onus on each other. I do believe that uh, that becomes a huge uh, kick in the morning to get out of the bed. And everything that I do is towards how can I leave a better world than I came into. So to me, that becomes a major
1: inspiration. Over to you, Deepa. Um, I believe that inspiration is something that is that comes internally. You know, each one of us have inspiration within us and we are out there to do something. I'm a very people's person. I'm a very friendly person. So to me, it's important to meet people, engage with them, draw happiness from them and give happiness to them. So to me, children, dogs, cats, monkeys, human beings are very critical and important. So, you know, I'm usually out there trying to see how I can bring a small little positive change in their life or a smile on their faces so that, you know, there is more happiness and more peace around me. That's my inspiration.
2: Wow, wonderful. And uh, Deepa, if you are uh, owning a company, what's one thing would you do differently in learning in your company?
1: I think learning is to be a process which is never ending 24 cross 7 you know we said that the day we started breathing we started learning and we started absorbing right somewhere down the line I think once we have grown up and we have set up companies we have moved on in life our learning has stopped to me if I'm able to build an organization at the core of which there is learning every day there is one little learning and trust me that happens you know to, to me even today my interns walk up to me and teach me stuff that I don't know and I feel like wow this is a new thing that i learned today so when you have a culture within your organization all the way from the top to the bottom everybody believes that it's okay to make a mistake because only when you make a mistake are you able to learn out of the mistake and move forward i always tell my people go make a mistake just don't repeat it right don't repeat your mistake Mm. but go make a mistake because that's the only way you will learn and that's the way to move forward in life
2: sure benika
0: uh so At Vanilla Skills, the learning is very, very individualistic, but it's also very cohesive in the sense that we all share what we learn. We have uh, a series, an internal series that we run called Read and Learn, but uh, we're expanding that Read and Learn series now also to listen and learn or watch and learn. The premise is that if I read something that's of relevance to either a particular member in the team or to the whole team. I will share it in the group, tag the people who I feel are are in need of reading that or must read that, but it's also available for other team members to look at. So, we run these series and there is no fixed timelines to it. It's very open-ended. It's a share-as-you-learn kind of a mechanism. And yet, We also encourage a lot of self-learning. So there is one team member of ours who's now on a two-year learning sabbatical because he wanted to complete his master's and due to financial issues, he had earlier not been able to do that. So he sought a two-year learning sabbatical. He's doing his post-graduation and when he finishes that course, he's welcome to join us back. Of course, we will review things. There'll be a fresh round of discussions on what he can do, what the salaries would be, etc. But we do have a very, very ingrained culture of learning, which is not just through lip service, but through pure actions.
2: Sure. And what are the three most important things you would like to accomplish? right,
0: (laughs) I think business continuity has become such a big word in my head right now. So yes, ensuring continuity of the business. I don't uh, think we are in a bad position. But I know we can be in a far better position than we are in. We've seen better days and I know that better days are ahead. So ensuring that I move the company towards those better days is my second important thing. And ensuring that this team is ready for those better days, both in terms of their skill sets and in terms of their attitude and in terms of health is again something that we are striving towards. Internally, we have daily calls where we discuss these things and we try and ensure
1: that the team is ready for it.
2: Over to you, Deepa.
1: Well, I would say there are three things uh, that I would like to accomplish now and I would break them into the three important elements of my life, professionally, spiritually, and of course, personally. Personally, I think I'm in a good space now. I've spent a lot of time during this lockdown with my children. We are cooking every day. We are exercising every day. We are learning new things every day. I think I want to make sure I continue that. But one interesting thing that's happening is I'm also writing another book. I've already written two books, as you know, around management and hardcore subjects like social media. And now I want to focus and make sure that I'm able to write a piece of fiction, which is what, my, uh, what I'm doing now. I think that's an interesting Mm -hmm. element that's happening at my end. Professionally, as I was telling you, I think uh, it's time for all of us to use this as an opportunity and pivot from here on. You know, this is the time to go get better and move forward higher notches. And I want to use this opportunity to sign on more clients, bring in new business into my firm and myself so that I'm able to make positive difference in the world in terms of building reputation for companies. And thirdly, I think I want to use this time to help more and more people that I can. So I've in fact now, you know, I've got a set of bunch of people, like-minded people, and we are out there trying to do as much as we can to people who are suffering due to, of course, this pandemic, but more so because of the lockdown, etc. So Mm -hmm. helping people get back into a live stream, change their lifestyle, use and find new different alternate methods of living, is becoming critical you know and you would know how many people have actually lost their jobs now in this pandemic Mm. and it's tough you know some of them may not be able to get the jobs back in its own in 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 the manner that it was before you know Mm. Um, so in those cases you have to look at a career change altogether a lot of times Mm. you might need to um, see how you can now Change course in your in your life. And those are the kind of people that I am working with, trying to give them alternative. They you know, a lot of times people are helpless and say, I can't move on from here in life. And to instill mm-hmm. faith and confidence in such people that there is a lot more that they can do is 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 the mm-hmm. is is what I'm focusing on at the moment. It's a tough journey. I've just been able to help about four people at the moment. But it's something I'm trying to do more and more so that there are more people who do not end up thinking that their life is over, but actually use this opportunity and come out and make a living for themselves.
2: Mm -hmm. Again, an inspiring one deeper. Since you're talking about pivoting and career change and all of that, if I may ask you, what are your strengths?
1: I would say uh, adaptability is a huge strength that I have. Uh, You know, there, it's, it's, Maybe you call it survival of the fittest. Maybe you call it adaptability. But the fact is, in every situation, you've got to look at the positive side of it and make sure that it works for you. It has to work for you. It has to work for people who are close to you. So to me, I have been thankfully able to adjust myself in situations, in families, in in even in terms of crises and issues that happen. You've got to find the positive and move on. So I would I would somewhere say adaptability is my huge strength.
0: Over to you, Venita. So I do believe I'm very good at public speaking and uh, I'm very good at communication, in fact, at large and the art of conversation. So that is what I take to social media. To me, social media is just another tool where I have conversations. I love to have one-on-one meets. I love to spend time with people. So I'm also very good at leveraging the skill set so that in a way is my second strength being able to leverage my own skill so those are my two key points. yeah
2: i'm a very cool person i should add that <laughs> so moving on my next question what's the best book you have read this year or any time you recommend for my listeners i'm sure profit with social media is there you'd like to hear your views
0: so uh I think as an author, of course, I would want everybody to read that book. But more importantly, I I don't want to tom-tom my book only. There are two books that I've read over a period of, uh, over the span of my lifetime that I still keep going back to. One of them is The Secret. In fact, I am such a strong believer in the power of gratitude that I actually have been posting one new gratitude every day. None of these gratitude have been repeated for the past two years. So that's how much I value that book. The other book that I really read a lot is Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's it's a fantastic book, and I
1: believe that everybody should read and incorporate some of the learnings from those books over to you Deepa. books is something which is very personal and again you know one of all of us draw so much of inspiration from from book itself uh, a couple of them which have personally changed my life there is this um lovely book that i'm reading uh, now called the black swan Um uh, amazing insights into that you know that literally is a a book that was always there and I think it's there in most of our cupboards and I've not had a chance to pick up and read it and I used to find it a little dense just to see that it is yes dense but so interesting to look at it talks about how there will be pandemics like this one that we are going through in our life now there will be issues but how is it that you use this Again, as a way to bounce back, mankind cannot die. Mankind has to get better than all of this and resurface. So that whole resilience that one has to build is something that the book talks about. And I think that's that's beautiful to look at. And that's why I love this book called The Black Swan now. And I recommend everybody to read it.
2: Sure. What are the characteristics of the best boss, role model or a mentor or a coach you haven't had? And what made that person great for you?
0: So I have admired a different uh, skill set or a different trait in all my bosses. And I would like to pick the top three traits that I have. I wouldn't want to name them. I know they wouldn't want to be named. And these aren't necessarily always my bosses. One of them has been my client as well. And later went on to become a very close and dear friend, somebody I look up to. But essentially, the first trait that I find very important for a leader to have is to be able to get angry at the person or the situation that they are angry at, but not lash out at everybody else. I have seen this person throw a file out of the door because the work was very shoddy, very subpar in quality. And the next instant, look at me and said, yes, Vinita, how can I help you? And I was, it stunned me so much that it took me a few seconds to sort of get out of that fear that I am next in line. And that moment for me was a very, you know, it's something that's left a very lasting impact because this person was very clearly angry at a situation, at a person, and that did not mean that it would get reflected upon to me. So that's one trait that I admire. The other trait somebody really taught me was to be a people's person not a people's pleaser. And the difference as as explained to me was when you're a people's person, you actually value the people and you do what it takes to make them better people. But when you are a people pleaser, you do what it takes to please them. And invariably that could end up harming them than doing good to them. So be a people's person, but not a people's pleaser was another important learning for me. And lastly, Appreciate things in life. Be grateful for what you have because the more grateful you are, the more you get in life. And that's become my life philosophy. I see it every day in my life. Even today when people are complaining about how things are not available, I find everything abundantly available for me. If I
1: want something, I get it. It's as simple as that for me. Over to you, Deepa. A lot of us look at mentors and coach because they are truthful And B, they are able to tell you where you're going wrong. What happens in a lot of time is you look at a coach, not because the coach is supposed to give you some fantastic insights that you did not know about or tell you a mantra for success. But you actually require this coach or this mentor to step back and say, hey, you know what? This element of what you are doing or here, what the kind of decisions that you're making is incorrect. Correct yourself here. This is technically wrong. Or ethically, you are maybe not on the right plank when you take a decision like this. So somebody who's able to point out your flaws and tell you how you could correct it, to me is actually the best mentor. To me, it's not a mentor who's able to give me a gyan and sit on top of the world and tell me here's the thing to do. But somebody who's able to work with me and say, hey Deepa, uh -uh, incorrect, don't do this, do this instead and give it a shot. I think to me, uh, that's the kind of mentor that I I believe in. And thankfully, my life has been filled with so many of them, including my own co-author, Vinita. You know, she's been such a huge mentor, such a big guide in my life. And that's been predominantly lovely to have people like her in my life.
2: Hmm, Interesting. And are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to be a better user?
0: uh two actually one is constantly upskilling and parallel skilling myself and the other is my habit of gratitude like I said I post one new gratitude every day I post this on my whatsapp status as well as twitter but more importantly I practice it for myself there are times when I have more than one thing to be grateful for in a day and I make sure I at least have one
1: uh, gratitude expressed every day okay Deepa So in fact, many, I would say, and thankfully, technology has been super helpful in making sure that we all have all these tools handy and accessible. I make sure that I use a combination of some of them. So yes, I have lots of apps that actually help me stay on top of things, you know, apps that ping me and say, hey, it's time for you to relax. And then I'm in the middle of the work and I'm saying, how can I relax at this time? Somebody tells me, oh, come on, breathe more. And you know, there's an app that pings me and says, stop eating now, you know, you have to start now fasting (laughs) so that next day you are up. And you you fasted enough for a day, so I think you know I, I I fill myself with a lot of technological tools that are able to help me a stay healthy, b exercise and work out more, and c bring a lot of happiness in my life. I've got apps that ping me a q you know a quote a day. There are stuff that tells me you know here's a beautiful story that you must have missed maybe and try reading it. So stuff like this that brings okay. smile on my face and makes me happy and healthy, I fill myself with tools like that. Sure. Okay,
2: And in continuation, are there any habit you are practicing, which has made you successful in whatever you do?
1: I do. I chant every day. And that's one big practice that I have, uh, which has helped me all through. I'm a Buddhist. I chant Nam Yo Renge Kyo, which is basically just a chant that says that whatever I want in life will come to me. It's the basic law of attraction that we've all read in secret and other books. So mm-hmm. I chant every day so that I'm able to attract everything that I deserve and I want and I need in my life. So chanting is, mean, uh, is a practice that I have had for multiple, I don't know, many years. And that makes me this positive, happy, cheerful, always successful person. Very
0: Okay. Uh, what I do see as a habit, one, of course, like I told you, uh, is my habit of gratitude. The other is that I'm very consistently on social media. I post every day, I make sure that I'm extremely visible to people and I have meaningful conversations that add value to my target audience. So to give you an example, I share social media tips regularly. This not only helps me establish my expertise in my domain, which is social media, but actually adds value to people who follow me. Because then they are able to take these little things back to work apply it and that itself the whole sense of them being able to get value helps me in return because a they uh, they get to see me in action they get to learn from me and when they execute it it kind of tells them why i am the so-called expert because they start seeing results quickly so that helps And then they in turn become my brand champions. They are the ones who are referring a lot of business, even if they themselves don't give me business. So I think staying visible, staying uh, active on social media in a meaningful manner, which adds value to your users, is a habit that I would say has helped me stay successful. Moreover, uh, I use the hashtag AskMerlo Quite frequently. So, if anybody wants to have any social media related questions answered, all they have to do is put up the question with hashtag AskMurlow on any of the following social media platforms LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. In any of these four, you put a question with hashtag AskMurlow, no space between the words Ask and Merlow, and I will make sure I respond to the question. This habit of mine again is another way I have been adding value and I hope that people take advantage of this facility that I offer. Okay Uh, what I do see as a habit one of course like I told you uh, is my habit of gratitude. The other is that I'm very consistently on social media. I post every day I'm make sure that i'm extremely visible to people and i have meaningful conversations that add value to my target audience so to give you an example i share social media tips regularly this not only helps me establish my expertise in my domain which is social media but actually adds value to people who follow me because then they are able to take these little things back to work apply it and That itself, the whole sense of them being able to get value helps me in return because A, they they get to see me in action. They get to learn from me. And when they execute it, it kind of tells them why I am the so-called expert because they start seeing results quickly. So that helps. And then they in turn become my brand champions. They are the ones who are referring a lot of business, even if they themselves don't give me business. So I think staying visible, staying uh, active on social media in a meaningful manner, which adds value to your users, is a habit that I would say has helped me stay successful. Moreover, uh, I use the hashtag askMurlow. Quite frequently so if anybody wants to have any social media related questions answered all they have to do is put up the question with hashtag ask merlo on any of the following social media platforms linkedin twitter facebook instagram in any of these four you put a question with hashtag ask merlo, no space between the words ask and merlo and i will make sure i respond to the question this habit of mine again, is another way I have been adding value. And I hope that people take advantage of this facility that I offer.
2: Hmm, That's wonderful. So lovely ladies, we have come to an end of this interview. And before I ask you both that question, how can people get in touch with you to get more insight, collaborate? Where can they reach out to you?
1: Jyoti, we are uh, social media writers, right? So I think our life is out there in the social space. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not proud when I say this, but you know, just a quick Google search on our names would give them every little detail about us. A lot of times, unfortunately or fortunately, even our personal life is out there. Uh, our kids, our families, uh, everything is now social and available to everybody. But yes, On a serious note, I think, uh, please reach out to us. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Everywhere, it's just basically the name Deepa Jairaman. And in um, all the, I would say, Facebook and Instagram, which is very friendly and friend zone area, I'm called Dear DJG. So I look forward Um, to connecting with people.
0: So I am... Effectively on all social media platforms, but the fastest way to reach me would be to drop me a message on LinkedIn. Look for Benita Bhatia Dua on LinkedIn and you will find me. You can always tweet to me. I am on Twitter at the rate Benita Dua. I spell it as B E N I T A D U A. So one of these two methods is perfectly fine.
2: Sure. On a closing note and that last question, your advice to people who are new and want to accelerate their career?
1: I think if you want to accelerate your career, the best thing you can do for yourself is to learn and study and equip yourself as as much as you can. Use this opportunity to make sure that you've got all the right certifications that you might need, all the important education that is available in front of you so that, you know, when you go out there, remember, there's a lot of there's a lot of competition. There are a lot of people who have equally good amount of degrees, etc. So how do you stick out? How do you make yourself better? You do that only when you have experience and only when you have education. So, you know, I would say take up internship. There are so many online internship opportunities available at this moment. Grab all of this. There are so many lovely courses which are available now online. Grab all of that. So build your CV, build your experience certificate, build your LinkedIn profile with all these strong things that you've done. A, I've helped here. B, I've done internship here. C, I have done this project. You know, stuff like that, which actually gives confidence mm-hmm. to people who want to hire you and want to give you a chance. So I'd say great time to build up your skill sets at this moment.
0: Having spent a long time in the learning and development fraternity, I would say find your niche. In times to come, the typical skills that got you here will not take you forward. You will need to reinvent yourself. And in that sense, focus on your core skill sets. Know what you're good at. Don't give that away. But upskill yourself, parallel skill yourself, like I said before, and uh, try and add more value both to yourself and to others as you do more and more of that. And as you market yourself further, showcase your strengths, I do believe that there is prosperity available at the end of all of this.
2: Wow, that's amazing and great insight. So
0: guys, all the
2: links and resources we have discussed in this episode will be made available in my show notes page of my podcast Stars of Learning and also on my website knowledge.com that is P-R-A-J-V-I-T-A-Knowledge.com. For your quick reference, thank you so much, Deepa and Benita, for being on this show. Really appreciate your time, and I really enjoyed the conversation and your candid messages with loads of solutions. And my there are many key takeaways which I could uh, you know resonate. Six W and well niche use the tools efficiently, sharing the you know expertise and the strengths on the social media, upskill, parallel skilling life cycle of the brand uh, you know uh, brand continues be you know uh, how to innovate and delight pivot or perish karma and you know uh, be caution on the social media loads loads of nuggets i would say thank you so much i think this would be a definitely a value add for my listeners uh, to scale and make profit with social media
1: Thank you for this opportunity, Jyoti. It was so good to chat with you. And for all the listeners, please, we look forward to more engagement and more feedback. Keep sharing. Thank you so much for this opportunity
0: to share our thoughts with your listeners, Jyoti. We really hope that uh, they will benefit from what we have shared. And if they want to have any further conversations with us, we would both be very, very happy to have answer any questions, have any conversations that your listeners may have. Thank you. Thank
2: you. It's definitely been an honor to have you guys on my show. So friends, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to this show, then make sure you share this podcast with your friends and post it on all social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Insta. And do tag us and let your friends know about this amazing information. You have learned, and let this piece of information help many others to engage, enlighten, and empower. Thank you so much for your patience and tuning into this show. Bye for now. Take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging, enlightening.